Alrighty, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, week number 12. It's Thanksgiving Eve, and uh, I'm kind of shocked that we're uh, even at this point in time. It's gone very, very rapidly. So many developments in the NFL on a week-in and week-out basis. Coordinators moving out, quarterbacks moving out. It's been a, it's been a wild and adventurous year, Wiz, and I uh, expect that to continue in week 12. How are you? Yeah, doing well. I hope you are as well. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting week. Uh, you know, potential of a handful of uh, new new quarterbacks starting this week. Uh, so that should be uh, that that should be uh, that should be interesting in itself, I believe. Yeah, and you think about it, Wiz. I mean, uh, let's 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 look mercifully. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, Wiz. I know you're a big college football guy. If you tuned into the college football weekly show that they do on Saturday when they go on the road, every week there were chance of fire Matt Canada. It didn't matter where they went in the country; that was going on. <laughs> Hockey games, yeah. And you know, you and I have kind of watched this, and I, I think two kind of polarizing figures over the course of this football season have certainly been right here in our backyard. It's been Zach Wilson, and you know the challenging play of him all throughout the season. That being said, I don't know that anybody would fare very well behind an offensive line that's continually having their best players go down. That is part of it, but Zach Wilson is a major part of it as well. So, But that's one guy who's just really struggled all season long. And Matt Canada with a team with a lot of talent at, at the skill set positions. When you look at their two running backs, their receiving core and Johnson and and, and Pickens, uh, a, a, a really good tight end who's been out for a while, but is back now. And the fact of the matter is, now whether it's the way the plays are being called or whether it's Kenny Pickett just not being an NFL quarterback, that remains to be seen. But changes are being made. We saw a change made in Buffalo last week. certainly made a difference. Uh, it helped that they were playing the Jets. Uh, but this has just been one of those seasons, with, uh, especially with all the <laughs> – interchange that we've seen at the quarterback position and guys that we never thought would be starting and third stringers here in New York with the Giants with Tommy DeVito it's just it's been it's been quite a while and by the way it was a team that a lot of people you know thought they were kind of in year one of kind of turning things around but this weekend the Texans are playing for first place in the AFC South against the Jaguars so it's been that kind of year the Broncos gave up 70 points six weeks ago seven weeks ago uh, lost, lost to the Jets, and here we are. They've they they they've won what four in a row now. They're five and five, and they've thrown themselves right back in the playoff spot. So it's been it's been a fascinating year, uh, and it will continue this week. No bye weeks this week, Wiz. Uh, there will be bye weeks in week thirteen and fourteen. So uh, lots happening in uh, the first Black Friday game uh, on Amazon, and that is the Jets and Miami. And then we have our Triple header tomorrow, which starts with the, of course, the annual games that we see from the Lions hosting and the Cowboys hosting. So lots happening. And then a big nightcap with San Francisco and uh, Seattle. I, I, I will say this, Wiz, I just want, before we kind of get on into this stuff, watching that game Monday night, um, uh, we talked about this uh, in, in text exchange, but the, the Kansas City Chiefs have not scored a point, not a point, in three straight second halves. Uh, I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago where I said when the, when the Chiefs end up playing someone 
who's got a different set of offense, and not, not that their offense looked ter- terrific the other night as well because the chief defense was playing really, really well. But I was, I'm very concerned about their receiving core outside of Kelsey, and I think we saw that on, on display on Monday night uh, where you had drops all over the field, and you know, Patrick Mahomes in this offense just uh, can't get going. Yeah, I mean, I've I looked at some of the stats here, and, you know, for Andy Reid, who is such a creative and, and good play caller, to seem to, to I don't want to say getting out coached in the second half, but, like, it just seems like the adjustments partially are not being made, partially it's penalties, and, and also a good part of it is some, um, some just so, – some, Drops by these wide receivers that should go for big plays, should go for first downs, and you know, look like uh, the famous thing with um, the Tom Brady in the Super Bowl through the pass and Welk Welker drop. That I mean, Patrick Mahomes can't throw it and catch it, so it is disturbing. And I think they'll get it resolved, you know, in, in you know as we head towards the end of the season. But it is certainly concerning that. The Chiefs are at the point where their defense is just better than their offenses right now. Yeah, the defense is really carrying them. And, you know, it's funny too, Wiz. You know, we talked about the strength of the AFC kind of coming into the season, where we thought that that that's where the dominant teams lie. But if we if we look right now, I, I would say if we look at the Cowboys, who've surprised me, although I'd like to see them do it against a, a, a really good opponent, the. 49ers and the Eagles right now uh, I would look at all of those three teams uh, no matter who you're playing in the AFC at this point in time because I do think that Andrews injury despite the fact that right now that the Ravens sit in that one spot in the AFC that's a big injury but I would take all three of those teams as favorites over anybody in the AFC right now yeah yeah I mean um, it is it, it is it is really a head scratcher what what has been going on with some of these teams, and uh, it, it may it's going to make for an interesting playoffs because I think the dynamics are a little different. Where you really felt that Kansas City was head and shoulders above these other teams, and on top of that, they were going to have home field advantage, and they just seemed to be unbeatable at home in these playoff games. But things are changing, and uh, I think it's it's much more up in the air than previous years where you could say, okay, it's either going to be this team or that team. I think there are um, several teams, and the team that I really like are the Miami Dolphins, um, who still haven't gotten all of their offensive guys on the field, but as I thought and said several times, that I, I feel like their defense is going to be one of the top defenses in football in the, in the second half of the season, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. But to me, I think Miami is the favorite to come out of the AFC. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. And Devin Chain tried to come back last week, got nicked up. Whether he plays or not on Friday remains to be seen. Uh, that's another team that has yet to kind of put it together against one of the more significant strength teams in the league, if you will. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think once they get all their pieces in place, uh, Jalen Ramsey returning, uh, Jalen Phillips returning, they, that's, that is an impressive defense. And you've rightly been on that train for some time about their second half uh, ability to what they're going to do uh, from that side of the football. So 
But that's that little little uh, little discussion on uh, on what's happening in football. And of course, look, I mean, you've got a team like the Bills are on the outside looking in at the moment at the playoffs. Obviously, Joe Burrow's not around. Whether he can kind of straighten this out, that's a big game this week with Pittsburgh playing against uh, Cincinnati. Uh, and Cincinnati doesn't sound like they're they're you know waving the white flag and surrendering here. I think they're going to give it every effort to see what they can do with Jake Browning at the helm. So, yeah, we're going to find out a lot by the time week 12 is over. Um, but it gets kicked off tomorrow. A big division game, uh, two big division games, actually three big division games where uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to Detroit. Uh, the Washington Commanders are going to see the Cowboys in Dallas, and Seattle will host the 49ers. So you and I thought it be uh, might not be a bad idea to give our picks, uh, if we have picks, for uh, games and player props for the Thanksgiving games. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll start off with the games. Um, I'm looking at these games, and, you know, I think the lines are right on these games. Um, the 49ers, as I'm looking right now, are up to 7.5 points. Uh, as far as the other games go, I, I mean, I feel Dallas – there's a lot of momentum for Dallas, but I don't want to lay 12 and a half points in a division game where, you know, Dallas is capable of playing these type of games where they, where their defense lets them down once in a while. And look, I understand that they may get a bunch of sacks against Sam Howell and the commanders, but I don't know if they're able to pass protect on some plays. They can make some big plays as well. They may be able to run the ball. I don't want to do anything in that game. The same thing for the Lions and Packers. Um, I'm going to go to Friday, the Black Friday game, and my view is Dolphins and Jets over 41. I just think with all the trouble that the Jets have had, they have brought this under and over down to a to a to a line that I just have to bet. I have to bet an over game at 41 with the Dolphins. Tua was off last week. I mean, they put up 20 points, but they really should have put up a lot more points. They they had opportunities. Um, Tua missed some passes. He's such an accurate passer. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Boyle actually in this game, look, I'm not saying the Jets are going to score 24 or 27 points, but I think they'll, they'll score enough points or – enough points for this game to go over considering who they're playing. So the one game I like of the four Dolphins Jets over 41, how do you see these four games? Yeah, I kind of felt the same way about them, them being kind of, uh, if you will, price correctly. Uh, I was tempted because I'm a little bit nervous about Geno Smith was uh, with that injury, trying to come back. You and I both know Pete Carroll's a liar when it comes to injuries. I, I don't care what anybody says. He, he lies. I mean, we know a lot of coaches <laughs> you know, beat around the bush, but Pete, Pete Carroll is blatant about it. Uh, so I, I do worry about it. It's an important game. Uh, and, and if you have to go to Andrew Locke, that that's, could, could have its challenge. Drew Locke, excuse me, that could have its challenges. Uh, I'd like to see that line at seven again because uh, I think I might nip it and, and take, take the 49ers laying seven. They're playing really good football. I don't trust the defense of Seattle. Uh, I actually don't trust the quarterback play because Geno Smith has kind of been inconsistent this year. So if it slips back to seven, uh, I would look to take that because that half point does mean something. Uh, the one game, I, the one over-under that I do like this week is the over-under in the first game tomorrow, and that's Detroit against Green Bay. Um, Aaron Jones is going to be out of this football game. I thought Jordan Love played a pretty good game last week. I think Detroit has had trouble in their back end. 
Uh, on the flip side, Green Bay can't stop the run. Uh, not not very well anyway. And I just think that even though Aaron Jones is not playing, uh, I think this is going to be a game where you could see a little bit more back and forth. Uh, so I like the over. Um, it was 47. It's gone to 47 and a half. But I, I like the over 47 and a half uh, between the Lions and the Green Bay Packers was. All right, so you were taking over on on Thursday. I'm taking over on Friday. We'll see how it plays out. Prop plays. Uh, Why don't you you talk about any of the prop plays that you like um, regarding the three games on Thursday and the one game on Friday? Yeah, so there's a few lines that are not out because they haven't officially ruled out certain players. So we're kind of waiting to see what happens. Like the Miami stuff is a little nebulous with a chain, uh, not not listed. Same thing, Aaron Jones. But... For what's listed, uh, I looked at four bets, Wiz, uh, and those are the ones that I like. I'm going to go over one-and-a-half touchdowns for Brock Purdy. Um, Romeo Dobbs, uh, first first game they played against the Lions earlier in the season, nine catches, 96 yards. The over-under for his catches, is, or his yardage is 40-and-a-half. I'm going to take the over for Romeo Dobbs. Um, I, I really, really, really think uh, two interesting bets here, Wiz. Uh, I'm looking at two sack bets, okay? Over a quarter of a sack for Chase Young. He had one last week in his debut against the um, uh, against the uh, who Dallas play last week Carolina last week uh, Carolina last week and I'm taking the over for Aaron Hutchinson at a quarter of a sack as well against the Green Bay Packers. So those are my four prop bets for the weekend games: over Romeo Dobbs, over Brock Purdy, and the sacks for Hutchinson and Chase Young. Right. I mean, I look at these things and, you know, I was looking at the Packer-Lions game and I, I wanted to do something with the two running backs, but they're both playing so well and, and, and the Lions are priced right as far as Montgomery and Gibbs. And I think it could be one of these games where they cancel each other out, where they both have good games. But I don't know if either is going to reach the total. So I, I passed on that. I'm going to go with a player that you've not heard me pick on these player props for a long, long time. Um, I think this this has a chance to be a Debo Samuel type of game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play one unit on his over receiving yards. I'm gonna play over on his rushing yards as well. So over Debo Samuel's um rushing yards, which I think at this point is ten and a half. 10 and a half. Yep. Yep. yep, I want to go over that. And I'm going to go over his receiving yards at 47.5. I think this could be his type of game. They may want to get him more involved. He's been kind of quiet. Ayuk, uh, even though I did predict in my bowl predictions at the beginning of the year, that Ayuk would be the top guy for the 49ers in terms of receivers, uh, pass catches, and he, and he has been. But I, I just think this has all the makings of a game where the 49ers are going to want to be physical, and I think once you think about physicality with the 49ers, the first player that comes to mind is Debo Samuel. So I'm going to play one unit on his over yards and one unit on his over receiving yards and one unit over on his rushing yards. But in, in, in truth and true and transparency, it's not like I love it, but I'm going to play those two plays. So it's interesting, Wiz. Um, in the two games that Purdy played against Seattle last year, he had two touchdowns in one of them, and he had three touchdowns in the other one. Uh, that was in the playoff game. Threw for 330 yards in that game, 217 in the regular season, 
when you look at what Debo did in those games was a uh, big game for Debo. Uh, same thing with Ayuk, actually. Ayuk had, uh, no, sorry, Ayuk had 73 yards in the, in, the, in the game last year in the playoffs. But Debo Samuel had 133 yards. Uh, I tend to agree with you that this is the type of game that you can see him doing a lot of different things, especially coming off a short week. McCaffrey's probably not going to get a completely full load is what I would say. So that rushing one is enticing. I think I'm going to join you on that. Uh, I, I like that pick. And I, I already have the over touchdowns for, for Purdy. I, I think the Seattle uh, back end is, even though I love Witherspoon, but they still be able to throw on this football team. Yeah, I think, you know, where, where I look with Debo is like, you know, he had three catches. They were for 63 yards. But I, I look when... Um, especially when it comes to Debo Samuel, uh, and then and then the the game before that, um, he he had four catches for thirty yards. I mean, I, I just look at when it comes to Debo Samuel, they, when he's been quiet for a couple of games, um, doesn't score touchdowns. I think this is the type of week that they'll really want to get him involved in all facets of the game. So um, I'm okay with that. But to your point, you know. <laughs> I remember last year against the Seahawks as well, and I think George Kittle went crazy, had at least two touchdowns, I think, against uh, the Seahawks as well. So uh, they could spread the ball around. That's what they like to do. But I just I just want to put my money slightly that it's going to be a Debo game this week. All right. Sounds great. So that's that. That's a wrap. We're going to come back this weekend, uh, probably late Saturday uh, or early Sunday with the rest of the games. But that's our – or play uh, the games that we looked at for Friday and the three on Thursday. So a happy Thanksgiving to everybody from Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Make sure you are listening all the way through the rest of the season into the playoffs. Wiz, enjoy the holiday. Uh, feast up and uh, enjoy the football as well. You do the same. Thank you.